This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Well, from time to time here on ORFM, we like to catch up with some of the other programme makers here on ORFM. Tony Nielsen has been presenting Bluesology for a number of years now. Fantastic blues programme, very popular one too. And, well, how is the programme steering along? Let's catch up with Tony now. Tony, uh, good morning. Good to have you with us. Thanks, Jeff. Tony, I can recall having a conversation with you, what, years ago, and we talked uh, about um, a time in your life when uh, you had to, sadly, release most of your record collection, as a lot of people do, to free up a bit of cash and so forth, and you know, and, and your life since then has been sort of a steady process of rebuilding that collection. How are you going with it? I'm going pretty well. Um, I, I think the... Big thing was that you know I had a thousand LPs which I sold in the early seventies um, after embarking on a blues um, binge, if you like, in the mid to late sixties. Um, you know the good thing about my situation is that I've retained all that knowledge of all of those albums that I had back then, so I've been able to create a uh, wants list that's pretty dynamic and. Um, brings me back all of the, the big names and sometimes they're not so big names that I um that I like back then as as well as there's, there's there's still quite a mission out there in the States particularly of um younger guys um doing the blues as well. So both of those things. Yeah, it's um an interesting time, isn't it, for, for music lovers. We're seeing um vinyl very much being reintroduced back into the lexicon in terms of um, new material coming out, but also some re-releases of some fabulous albums too. So doesn't seem to be yeah. getting any cheaper though, does it? It's quite an expensive hobby to have collecting that vinyl. Yeah, there's there's two ways to look at it. I I, I don't buy much second-hand stuff um, unless it's a, a really special album that I've wanted and I can't find anywhere else and is it available on 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 uh, re, uh, repressing um, but yeah there's some actually some quite good places in Dunedin where you can go um, shopping for vinyl um, but yes vinyl is very much on the rise yes some of them are expensive I change of, of the music genre but I I'm chasing up a couple of the copy of the Beatles uh, magical mystery tour, which I don't have, which I've got all the other stuff, and it's 140 bucks, just like that. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, but but there are there are a lot of um, reasonable prices out there as well if you shop around. Listeners to Bluesology, Saturdays at 4 o'clock and uh, via podcasts, of course, from oar.org.nz and other platforms will uh, will know if they've been following the show for a number of years that you have pretty eclectic tastes. You talked about um, some of the, the bigger blues legends, but you're also as interested in some of the the fresher talent that's coming through that's paying um, due respect to uh, to those who have gone before. Yeah, there's uh, there's a couple of labels in the states. One of them is called Alligator, which is just celebrating its fiftieth anniversary, and they record quite a lot of of younger people, and they kindly um, send me a, a digital release of the album, so I'm able to delve into that. Um, but yeah, there's there's a mixture. I, I like um, in my show to 
shows are different uh, genres, if you like, within the blues. I, I would go back to the 1920s and 30s with one of my regular features, the classic blues double play, and that's really interesting. It's to, to, to go back like this week, this weekend, yes, Ma Rainey, who, who was one of the early recording artists in the blues in 1923. I've got a track from her coming up, and of course the great Robert Johnson in mid-1930s or thereabouts. So much so, to, yep. Yeah, so much to look forward to. Um, you've been yeah. making this program for a good number of years, um, and those who are regular listeners will know that it's not simply just a jukebox of blues music. No. You, you like to be able to talk about the artists and the tracks as well. Yes, it's important, I feel, to make the track interesting for one reason or another. So, yes, I like to research songs. I like to research artists so I can present them in a meaningful way, you know. Um, it's not, yeah, Just playing the song is not, not good enough, in my view. Yes, I've recorded so far well over 200 episodes, so, yeah, there's a few out there, a few available well, on con- podcast. Congratulations on that. That's that's no mean feat. Uh, have you ever got you found yourself kind of sweating at 2 o'clock in the morning going, gosh, what on earth am I going to feature on the next edition of Bluesology? Um, no. Not really. I haven't got a clue what I'm going to feature on Saturday week. I'm going off for a coffee shortly with a few CDs with me just to start the ball rolling. I do have regular features, which sort of goes part way towards organising it, but then I like to sneak in some surprises as well. So that's what comes out of doing the research. In terms of um, artists that our listeners might be less familiar with, are there any that have really taken your attention over recent years? Yeah, there's a few young people. There's a guy in the States who's just put out his second album, and he's touring quite extensively. His name's Chris Stone Ingram, but he's known as Kingfish, and he's a blistering guitarist who, who he's just turned 23, and he's been on the scene now for four or five years, so he's been you know a real young gun, if you like. Um, there aren't too many of those younger ones. There, there are some really established blues rock acts that um, that tour regularly, where they're, they're white guys, um, and they often have a mixed band. Um, and, you know, they've just um, been doing their thing for 20, 30, 40 years, so they're still out there. I don't know how much time you spend on this, Tony, but it, it seems to me that the more you start exploring things like YouTube and other channels, um, there's some yeah. amazing stuff being turned up in terms of little live performances and so forth. Do you, do you spend any of your time sort of trawling the net just to, for, to satisfy your curiosity about some of your artists or some of the recording situations? Not really. I, I mean, I do use Spotify, but that's just more of a, a function thing when I'm putting my show together on the computer. And rather than dipping in out of the, the vinyl, I just check out a song for duration or whatever. But no, I don't really, I'm not a big YouTube user. Um, 
Maybe I should. <laughs> Maybe I should be. <laughs> I only say it because you know I just you know, as a as a fan of music myself, you know, you sometimes find yourself just following a few rabbit holes, and and I suppose you know it, that, that in some respects that's what you know a program like Bluesology allows you to do in an audio sense anyway, doesn't it? Yeah. You follow these yeah, little yeah. follow these little rabbit holes that take you that introduce listeners to material that they might be familiar with or might not be, but I guess also for you, I mean, what keeps the program exciting for you? Um, yeah, ju- ju- what you just said, really. I mean, I my head's full of all of the stuff from the 1960s in particular, which was really the heyday, certainly of Chicago blues. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I might see something quite random and, and go off down the rabbit hole, as you say, and see what I can find out, and then have a listen. But it's look. When I first started collecting blues music, there was no internet. There was to order records in there, had to order them from overseas. I don't know how we did it, in all honesty, because yeah, we didn't, we couldn't use credit cards back then. And um, but I was lucky. There were a couple of older guys in New Plymouth who had been collecting blues for uh, at least three or four years before I came along, and um, they were able to point me in the, put my nose in the right direction. There was a record shop in called Papworth in England and there were a couple in the States as well and that's how it all started. Um and now it's just so easy to um even to locate rare albums, you might have to pay a lot of money for them, but you can locate them where whereas you would never have been able to get them back then. Um so it's a good time. Good time to be interested in blues. Blues music in the live setting is also very exciting, and you know, you can recall back to the late 60s when well, you got to see Muddy Waters, uh, Freddie know, King, Hound Dog Taylor, BB King, yeah, yeah, that was incredible. Um, seeing Muddy Waters, which was the first real live blues show I'd seen, that was at the of all places, the YMCA Hall in Auckland, and yeah, Freddie King and, and Hound Dog Taylor played. An outdoors blues festival in, I think it was Mount Smart in Auckland, and I went. I was living in New Plymouth still then, so I went up for that. And BB King, I've met and seen play four times. So I was very lucky in that respect to see those people. That you'd, and there's been a, a number of others too. Junior Wells came to New Zealand. Um, you know, even even coming to Christchurch when I lived there, there were quite a few. Um, exit came through, so and that's not the case anymore, of course. Well, they're all gone. Yeah, and a bit, bit more of a challenge just generally catching live music these days, isn't it? Um, yeah, <laughs> all the I be- don't do much. Yeah, well, all the better to have access to programs like Bluesology and podcasts too. That uh, you know you'll be aware from time to time catch. Um, listeners from all over the world. It's a that's a great part of the technology of being involved in making your own show too, I guess. Yeah, and there are quite a few. You know, notable live blues albums out there that are right up there at the, at the very best. B.B. King, for example, recorded a show in the late 60s at, um, at the Regal Theatre in Chicago, and that's still one of the best blues albums you could ever come across. So, yeah, they're up there. But knowledge is everything, and I, my knowledge is never going to be complete. So, and I accept that and just keep on looking.
One of the things we really appreciate here at ORFM is when a local business steps up to make a program like yours possible. The Rope and yeah. Twine, you've just developed a relationship with them. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. I, I've known uh, Warren and Joy for quite a while, actually, having the occasional ale, ale there. And that, I just thought, because I've been, been looking for a new sponsor for a month or so, and I was in there a week or two ago and got chatting, and they said, send us the details, and here we go. They're on board. And it's a great pub anyway. Um, it's, it's a good sponsor to have on board. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Thanks to the Rope and Twine for bringing us Bluesology yep. from here on uh, Saturdays yep. 4 o'clock. And, of course, you can catch those podcasts, uh, back capture all the great uh, shows that Tony's been putting together for us all to enjoy. You go to our website, oar.org.nz, and look for Bluesology. Uh, if you're uh, uh, up with the technology, you might also want to take uh, that program on all of ORFM's other programs around with you uh, in your pocket. You can uh, download the accessmedia.nz app for free from your favourite uh, app store, install that on your phone, and you can take Bluesology, all of ORFM's shows, and indeed uh, all the programs from other sister stations around the country with you too, accessmedia.nz. Tony, I'm going to put just, you on this. Just, yes. just one final thing, yeah. Jeff. Um, I welcome anyone writing in or emailing or whatever if there's something they want to know or comment on. That's great. Feedback's good. Yeah, feedback is great. That's a good point, Tony, and we welcome that in respect of anything that's going on here at ORFM. Um, if, you, if you flick anything to us here at ORFM, we'll certainly pass it on to Tony. Uh, community at oar.org.nz is the email address. You can give us a call, 471-6161 during office hours. Um, just finally, Tony, I'm going to put you completely on the spot. We're going to see if we can uh, try and find a, a track uh, that uh, that you might like to play. If you could uh, get us, if you could introduce Ooh. us to any track right now, what might it be? Muddy Waters. I just want to make love to you. I'm sure we can find that for our listeners, Tony. Thanks so Pretty much. Sure you'll have it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks so much for taking some time to join us here on the Awesome Morning Show, Tony. And thanks for everything you put into Bluesology. Fantastic program. And we look forward to it every week here on ORFM. Cheers, Jeff. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air.